G'day, this is an abridged version of the episode that you can hear in full by signing up at uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the freebie. G'day humans, welcome to the safe space for dangerous ideas. I just wanted to touch base with you, check in, answer some of your ask me anything questions and say a great big fat wet sloppy thank you. Uh, this last month has seen a huge jump in subscriptions after I announced my resignation from the national public broadcaster in Australia, the ABC. Um, it's been a great run of having an afternoon show there for two years, but I'm doubling down on this little project. You're going to get more of me. I'm going to get more of you. We're going to be in a big loving embrace. There'll be rivers of milk and honey, lions sleeping with lambs, postmen hugging Great Danes, uh, and so on. So thank you if you've subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, you'll hear a little bit of this episode, and uh, then it'll be just for members, uh, and you'll get lots of other great free content in the new year. We're shooting for the end of January. Uh, a YouTube channel, uh, you'll be able to watch stuff. Uh, if you're uh, on, if you're already a subscriber to my Substack and you're listening to this on the podcast, you can see a video episode of me sweating away on a hot early summer's day in not a beautiful day in Sydney. Instead of being out there swimming at the beach or frolicking in a park uh, or doing ring a ring of rosies or making daisy chains with my daughter, I am here committed, dedicated uh, to you. So thank you. Um, let's get to some questions. Anthony uh, writes in on the Substacks saying, you've mentioned before that you believe the far right is a bigger threat to our culture, is, is the biggest threat to our culture. It seems that many reasonable podcasters and political commentators agree with you. However, the vast majority of attention and content in this space is focused on the indiscretions of the far left. I very rarely hear a far right person challenged in an interview or a dissertation on why the far right is so dangerous and how we ought to engage with them in a war of ideas to help rid the world of the quote-unquote mind virus of the far right. I assume Anthony is referring there to the fact that some, including Elon Musk, have called uh, wokeness a mind virus of the left. And Anthony asks, what do you think the implications of this are? Do you think all the attention on the far left amplifies the public's perception of the threat that the far left poses as compared to the far right? Um, yes. I do think that the cynical co-option of anti-wokeness by reactionary forces is sinister and diabolical and is precisely why the far right poses such a threat, because they're able to co-opt the extremes of the left and wrap themselves in a cloak of reasonableness when, in fact, they are frequently more batshit crazy and more dangerous than any wokester could ever be. So I'm mindful on this podcast and in all of my content not to join the chorus of right-wing ratbags who think that that it's you know some kind of they're champions of free speech because they get in a hissy fit every time a university campus erupts in some sort of you know 19 year old performative social justice uh crisis um that being said the very fact that far left craziness is such great fodder for the right and provides such fuel for the right and makes the right seem more reasonable and attractive to centrist voters who are actually winnable makes me all the more concerned about having our own house in order on the left. 
and being diligent about making sure that we are the grown-ups in the room. By we, I mean just broadly people who don't want the far right to take power. Um, we don't. We shouldn't spend all of our time pointing out and exaggerating and overinflating every transgression that the left does. But I do think there's a real battle of ideas on the left between people who care about economic justice and equality on the one hand, and another group of people who have who see the future of the left as being more tribalistic, identitarian, more focused on what they call equity, uh, and less concerned about matters of bread and butter and economic inequality and issues of class and so on, because for them, they want to see everything through the prism of either racial or sexual or other forms of uh, minority discrimination and uh, and supremacy. Um, that is a true battle for the hearts and minds of progressives or small L liberals. It will be hugely consequential who wins that battle. And to the extent that we can turn up the volume on being reasonable, compassionate people who believe in equality and the sanctity of the individual, we will deprive the far right of the ammunition that it needs to co-opt the political sphere. Um, so yes, Anthony, I'm extremely mindful of that concern. If I ever become someone who's doing podcast after podcast after podcast, where I'm banging on about, uh, you know, what are essentially inconsequential young people acting up and I'm, you know, going rogue about cancel culture and constantly complaining about how tough life is for white, straight, middle-aged males. I hope that you, my dear audience and colleagues will, Call me out on it. Um, it's 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 something I'm mindful of, especially as I start this new chapter where I'm going it alone. And there will be, an, I know that there will be an incentive um, for a certain level of audience capture. You know, I know that this show could be financially successful if I just lean into being Piers Morgan. Um, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I think there has to be a space for sanity here, and um, so I'll, I'll address issues of the excesses of the far left to the extent that I think they're warranted and no more. Um, I mean, I think it's also just worth pointing out finally on that question. It's a lot easier for most reasonable people to understand where the far right has gone wrong. You know, you don't have to do a lot of teasing apart of your own moral intuitions to understand that people who are marching through the streets with tiki torches, wearing KKK sheets over their head, that they are morally misguided. It's more complicated to understand what exactly is going on when people are like, what's wrong with expressing repeated and ongoing support for Gaza? Like, I'm not saying there necessarily is anything wrong with that, but to the extent that there is, like, what is morally problematic and complicated about for example, racial diversity quotas. Like there are, there are just thorny issues on the left that are not intuitive. And I feel like it's my job as someone who has dedicated themselves to wrestling with these issues to sort of walk hand in hand with everybody, every other reasonable person who wants to be part of this mission of mine, of ours, and try to nut it out and try to get a bit dirty in the nutting of it out. And And you don't need to get dirty to understand why the far right is bad. Like, you know, if you don't understand why neo-Nazis and authoritarians are a problem, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. I'm taking that as a given and then I'm saying, but okay, what are the other things that we should be mindful of in our 
desire to create a flourishing and uh, and diverse and equitable demos. Um, another person writes on the text line, what's your opinion on the possibility of the Tasmanian tiger still being alive somewhere in the Tasmanian wilderness? Um, I don't know. I find it incredibly uh, improbable and tremendously exciting if it were the case that it's still wandering around out there somewhere. Um, for those of you who don't know who aren't in Australia, the Tasmanian tiger was this very unique uh, creature, not a tiger, not a cat, I don't believe. I think it's a marsupial. Uh, and it was hunted to extinct, extinction, as so we believe, in the early 20th century. Um, one thing that I think is fascinating about this is the possibility of actually bringing it back. 